0: This is Pro Wrestling Indistrated, a love letter to independent wrestling from Pro Wrestling Illustrated. I'm one of your hosts, editor-in-chief of PWI, Kevin McElveney. With me, as always, the good witch, the conduit of karma, the divine darling, Kaya McKenna. (laughs) Kai is doing poses that are never going to be seen by anybody but me right now. How's it going, Kai?
1: It's going well. Um, It's been a good summer of wrestling so far. Even though we're like barely a month into the summer, but it's been good. It's been yeah. a good kickoff. That's for sure.
0: There's been a lot happening. And uh, today we're going to be talking about one of those big summer shows, uh, even though technically, I guess it won't even be summer yet, but it's, it's. Uh, yeah. Next so
1: it'd be June 20th is the summer solstice.
0: So just before that, these are the, the 16th and 17th in Ridgefield park. Uh, that of course is the, the pro wrestling vibe pride and vibe festival, which is in. I just said Ridgefield park it's <laughs> so the Knights of Columbus <laughs> old ongoing. reliable
1: Ridgefield park
0: yeah yeah and we get into like that being that kind of the, uh a newer iconic venue um and I'm really excited because I, I you know I don't get out to a lot of shows and I'm actually making a point to travel up there for this one so gonna be cool but we're, we're talking to a couple of people associated with the show and who do we have on deck first
1: Well, I was really excited to speak to this person because they have done so much for independent wrestling in a way that is never appreciated on top of being an incredible commentator, an incredible performer, an incredible promoter, definitely a human being of all trades here. We are going to speak to Billy Dixon.
0: Billy, it's finally good. It's good to finally see you, I should say, face to face. We've been communicating for a couple of years now. This is the first time that we've spoken out loud to each other, I think. This um, is true. And seen each other face to face. I'm really excited for this big event next weekend with Pride and Vibe, uh, two-day festival. I don't get out to a lot of uh, wrestling shows these days, uh, because we're technically still in a pandemic and I have to be <laughs> extra cautious at home. But This is a show I feel comfortable attending and moreover one that I definitely want to attend because there's just so much to love about this show. Um, So talk a little bit about this. I mean, obviously you've been wrestling and promoting, wearing both hats for a while, but this is maybe, maybe your most ambitious project to date, I think.
2: That's such a nice way to call me an idiot, thanks. I didn't, I could have said foolhardy. I would have.
1: (laughs) I mean, Billy, in Kev's defense, promoting a show is a huge undertaking. It
2: is probably like one of the least fun things to do. Like taxes are like doing my taxes, which as a wrestler, you have like four different forms you have to fill out. Is so much more fun and enjoyable than putting together a show by yourself. Um... (laughs) And uh you say ambitious, I say masochistic. So uh that's where we are, because that's how yeah. I feel. Um, you
1: gotta suffer suffer for greatness, right? Isn't that how the, listen the, the saying goes? It, the suffering, <laughs> the suffering is indeed real. You wanna cry about it, go home. Right. <laughs> go home and cry.
2: Yeah, uh um, so uh, we equate it to um some of my friends, we equate it to dance moms. Where Abby Lee Miller's like, uh save the tears for your pillow. Uh <laughs> there are no, there's no crying and promoting professional wrestling, I'll tell you that much. But uh yeah, um IWTV has partnered with um, Pro Wrestling Vibe to do the biggest collection of LGBTQ plus talent from around the the world. Let's say that softly, because like so many more people we could add, you know? But um yeah. I have talent from around the world for two days of really showing, in my opinion, like a true representation of the representation of the LGBTQ plus community in wrestling. Um, with uh, the shows we got going on at the Mecca, the the um, the illustrious Ridgefield Park KLC that uh, beautifully is held together with duct tape.
1: It's becoming a very iconic venue in independent wrestling. It's going to soon be up there with the Berwyn Eagles Club and the Reseda. It's got to be in the top 10 <laughs> by now.
2: Yeah. Like, you're not a promoter unless you have run in the Ridgeville Park KLC. That's what I'm starting to think. Like, there's so much great wrestling that happens there and so many iconic moments that are happening there. And, like, it was weird when you, like, make core merch and it's just, like, Ritual Park. Ridgeville park, Ridgeville park, Atlantic city, Ridgeville park. Like <laughs> everyone's running out of there. And for good reason, they are a very accommodating venue to pro wrestling. And, um, it is the best option for promoters to run events. You know, it is economically very sustainable to run there. Uh, you know, there's a bar, um, the parking in the area truly is not that bad. You know, no, it's, it's a little really bit. Of, it's a it's a small town, but like you know, you can walk three blocks, and it you don't feel it's not like a New York City three blocks where you're like, oh my god, you know, it's <laughs> it's reasonable. There's so many things to do outside of just going to the restaurant show. You can have a nice dinner before or after a show. There's a Seven Eleven. There's a we're next to a liquor store, and not only a liquor store, it is like a liquor symposium. Emporium. Like it, it like I went in there and I was just like wrestlers are right next to this thing. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> so what so I'm one hearing... of my
1: um things about Ridgefield Park is when you use the bathroom there, there's not only soap, but there's like paper towels. And I'm like, what kind of wrestling venue is this? <laughs> <laughs> the decadence.
0: What I'm here with I the know, liquor it, it store really though. Strikes. I'm, oh, sorry. I I so what I'm here with this liquor store is um uh, <laughs> I have a hotel that's like not technically walkable, but very close. And I'm hearing that I'm going to need to schedule a lift to and from the venue. I
2: think.
1: Like yeah, Unless you want to be crawling home.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it 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 goes down at the KOC.
0: Yeah. Oh. Uh, well, yeah. Kai, I cut you off. What were you saying before?
1: Oh, I was just saying how like trying to find a venue for wrestling is a very delicate balance because you need a place that's like not a dump. Mm-hmm. but doesn't give a shit if something gets torn up. And Ridgefield Park kind of beats that perfectly. Like, it, it's just the right balance. Like, mm-hmm. they don't care if there's blood on the floor, but it's still a nice experience for the fans. And that's very difficult to find. Like, you don't usually get both things. You know, you don't usually get soap in your bathrooms in a liquor store next door. <laughs> or, like, multiple bathrooms at that. Oh, I know. <laughs> with, like, four stalls. It's like,
2: whoa, who the f- do we think we are like it is it is as classy as it is probably a public safety hazard the best kind of venue
1: you know and speaking of the venue one of the things that's always stuck out to me about your paris's bumping show is the aesthetic you create for that show and i feel like there's a lot of room to be very creative with the scenery in ridgefield park do you have anything big planned or big and exciting to like really match the vibe
2: this year um so for paris's so the concept that we're doing with the weekend is that we're trying to make the shows polar opposites. So Cassandra cup is your very straightforward wrestling show match, 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 go home. And Paris is really the complete, we're going completely the opposite. So we're going for aesthetic value. I don't want to ruin everything, but I will tell you that the, uh, the main event of that show, we've taken a lot of inspiration from big egg universe from Japan. Uh, Joshi's women wrestling for the entrances, WrestleMania type of entrances. And the aesthetic is really based on feeling like you're at a club. It's more of a party atmosphere, Studio 54 kind of vibes. So with 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 that kind of scenario, um, I think that people will be like, are we at Ridgeville Park? Because it won't look like Ridgeville Park by the time we're done with it.
0: Wow. That's I I think I have an inkling of what you mean by the uh, the entrances and big wrestling universe. But we'll see. We'll see. You have these two shows which have meant so much. They've been influential. Uh, They've meant quite a bit to the LGBTQ community. And they've just been fantastic products in terms of the matches put on the production value, the people that you've brought in. You know, these are sort of your two crowning achievements as a promoter. So like, is there this pressure then how, doing both of them in one shot, you know, one, a single weekend to kind of, you know, outdo yourself what you did previously?
2: Oh, well, first of all, thank you for the kind words. And second of all, uh, there's always a pressure. I think this is the, I think that the pressure of doing this was how do we create a product that people will wanna see two days in a row. People will Mm -hmm. wanna travel for multiple days to see. Uh, Because now you're asking the consumer to make such an investment to watch the program. Versus, you know, Cassandra Cup last year was filmed on a close set. Paris was filmed on a close set. And then the last one, we did a very soft, heavy regulated program. And as like the world has now, eased up for better or for worse on restrictions and the demand for going to these events have increased a bit, you know, now the pressure's on to really kind of answer the question that I think we've been dancing around the past couple years is, is a queer professional wrestling product that has no attachment to a cishet person viable? Can we put the asses every 18 inches? Um, and, uh, the pressure for that is so crazy. Um, but I know that everyone involved is going to work hard, going to get their all. I believe in our fan base. I think that our fan base show support in the best place they know possible. You know, we've had fans sponsor shows. We've had fans get their family members to get IWTV subscriptions. Uh, Cassandra Cup 2021 is the highest rated premiere in IWTV history of a t- uh, live-to-tape premiere. We hold the record and we still do. Um, so when when there's uh, to quote Darius Lockhart, when there's people of this power. Um, and the pressure to really have this event that's like, thank you for holding us down during COVID. Thank you for for supporting us. Uh now here is this like huge gift that we would like to present to you is really difficult. And also creatively, what stories can we tell? What marketing strategies can we use? What what gimmicks go into doing that? And, you know, I think that when it's all said and done, I will, of course, criticize myself and say, here's the pluses, here's the minuses. But for me, as the person who largely is doing this on their own from a management excuse me, standpoint, uh, I've done the best I can. Um, So I hope that people really do enjoy the weekend. Uh,
0: So two things. First off, I mentioned earlier, of course, we are still technically in a pandemic, although it's easing up. Um, One of the reasons that I feel uh, comfortable attending this show in particular is because a lot of good folks there. I know people are not doing anything to unnecessarily put anyone else at risk. Um, I believe you mentioned a uh, a, uh, not, not on here, but previously there's a a masked section, like where everybody's going to be. Yeah.
2: So in our seating chart, Mm -hmm. we have a section that is only, you know, we, we know everybody has different things, the different feelings Mm -hmm. and pains on COVID and legally, you know, there's only so much we can do. Sure. Um, But within our control, one section of the audience will be masked only and we will have a, a mask compliance officer person that if you're in this section, which will probably be to the right of our um, game. If you're not wearing a mask, you will be told to move to another section or to put a mask on or be provided with a mask because yeah. there are people that are um, on the roster and in the fan base that are immunocompromised. I think that's the word mm-hmm. um, yeah. that, you know, really want to come. And luckily, I mean, woof, we have had shows where no one has, you know, tested positive afterwards. And like, you know, I'm not going to put myself over for that. You know, sometimes I feel like it's just a bit of luck, but we do as much as we can prioritize the health and safety of the, the, the customer as much as we can. So, you know, and if there are more people that want to sit in the mass section, we'll just make it bigger. Uh but we want that sure. to be an option for people that really take COVID uh protocols uh to the utmost seriousness for sure.
0: Yeah, and I and I would sort of put myself in that category. Um, but I'm at the point where if I have my good quality mask on and I don't have unmasked people breathing all over me, I'm probably okay. Mm. <laughs> um,
1: I, I really appreciate hearing that you're prioritizing everybody's well-being above everything else because I feel like there has been a lot of give and take or slack or dishonesty or just lack of empathy and caring in regard to COVID, especially as we've become, it's become more normalized. Like we've just yep. basically gotten used to it being a thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And the threat is still there. You know, you you have fans that you want to care for, but you also have all of these performers that are coming in from all over the country from different um, from different countries, different continents that will then have to travel to get back home. And you don't want to create any issues for them. So I really appreciate that you're considering this from all sides of the equation.
2: Yeah. I mean, when you hire people that are cancer survivors uh, who have really bad asthma, who have, you know, conditions, you know, it's incredibly irresponsible and, uh, um, um, negligent in my opinion to not take seriously their their health i mean sorry you hear my dog angus in the background um but uh uh um i think that um it is super important that we take seriously. my names on it and i don't let anything with my name on it not go you know checked and also i think that like something that's like Super duper important is like my experience as a worker going to shows, and you know, from some promoters, I won't name names because I'm not trying to get in no mess. Never being asked for a COVID test, never being asked if I was vaccinated, never, never caring to have supplies that were necessary to the the hygiene, uh the sanitation of the show. And to me, you know, like whenever I ran something and. Hopefully the roster can attest to it. You know, part of it was wipes, sanitizer, masks. Uh, at Cassandra Cup, we cleaned when we, which is why COVID did provide a really good kind of situation to really have us think about how dirty what we do really is. And the real lack of uh, attention to detail to hy- hygiene. Uh, during the matches at Cassandra Cup, we sanitized the ring every single time. So, That created such a long film day, but I knew heading after that, that everybody was as safe as possible in it. And also the Vince McMahon theory, if I'm bumping in a soaking wet ring, so can you, uh, because I'm trying to make you safe. So that's kind of what we've, you know, tried to do.
1: Man, I was going to say something in my brain, just totally just totally blanked. I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're just picturing
0: uh, Vince and Billy's bumping and soaking
1: wet. No, okay. It's so best. I know what I was going to say is like, you know, it's one of those things you don't think of like how dirty is a wrestling ring. Really? I can tell you if you ever want a reality check of how dirty a wrestling ring is, take somebody who's just done a death match and spray peroxide on their back and just watch that sh- <sighs> Like, just take over with foam. And that just speaks volumes to the amount of, like, you know, just dirt from people's shoes, from people's sweat, just touching that ring. So the fact that we're more aware of keeping it sanitary is really important. But I had a um, really cool... I just had a question about, like, the way you kind of do things with the the Harris's Bumping show is, like, each match seems to have a category. And, like, I love that because it's, like, an extension of, like, the match having a gimmick, but it's very customized and personalized to the themes of the show. So how... How did that idea come to fruition? And how do you come up with these categories to make them so unique?
2: Okay, so Paris' bumping is, uh, is based and inspired by um, the documentary Paris is Burning from 1990, which is basically just in uh, taking a look and examining the life of ballroom culture, Vogue culture. So like, if you've ever seen Madonna's 1990 music video, Vogue, the people that were in that video were also featured in the documentary. Um, and it's just this form of dance and expression. and basically, queer people in the 1970s and 80s in New York City were ostracized. like you could kick people out of restaurants for being gay or trans. So they cre- uh, they created their own world. Even in queer culture, there was elements of racism and things like that. They created their own world to perform and do these things. and part of it part of it was how can you express yourself in so many ways? So when you add the pro wrestling element to it, you know, the, the categories are kind of just like tongue-in-cheek jokes of like what I think these people do. So for example, like um for uh Bussy, Ali, Catch and Effie versus AC Mack, IWTV World Champion, and Ashton Star, Pop Star Apocalypse came to mind because all of them come out to music by huge pop artists. You know, uh Allie has gone on this journey with her gear doing very specific Lady Gaga looks. You know, you have Effie who comes out to Elton John. AC Mack is a huge Kanye West fan and is very inspired by Kanye, especially with the loudness. Um, And Ashton Starr is really into female rap. And like, you know, it's a nod as a promoter, paying attention to what these performers are doing and coming up with a cute tagline. It's like a lot of like when AEW, the production truck got a little crazy during the pandemic and the little headlines on the lower third were just getting more and more chaotic as the weeks are going along. So it's kind of a little bit of of that, you know, for the more performance-based things with people that are not wrestlers, those are more straightforward uh with you know what ballroom categories traditionally are.
0: And both of these cards are really stacked. Um but I think one match that we have to focus on um and this is someone who whose name I think of frequently alongside yours, because in my opinion, your greatest rival. Uh, of course, that being Darius Carter. And we got the I Quit match. No. Uh, yeah, I know. But the, see, the thing is, previous clashes between the two of you have just been incredible, told these uh, epic stories, and really, especially the, the first Paris is Bumping show, very unconventional setting for it in that like you were not really in a ring you were just fighting around the venue on the floor but it was classic wrestling storytelling and then couple this with you recently announced that you're planning to retire uh, and step away from the ring and this is I quit match against Darius huge thing what are your thoughts going into this uh how are you feeling
2: I want to win yeah that's my thoughts I um I mean, I will I will say that the uh, crowning achievement of of COVID was, you know, if we're going if we're going a little bit like beyond curtain, what story could be told that is universal to different people, demographics and groups? And I think it you know the thought was keep it simple stupid, new school versus old school, what wrestling is grasping to to remain as and what the future is begging to to blossom to. And I think that we represent two very different things uh in wrestling. And um that I, you know, he's also like ruined my life at several different points. He's got people to attack me. He now has his own group of people that just ruin my shows, man. Uh.
0: The best business bureau.
2: The Best Business Bureau, but it's so funny because their original name, speaking of straighties, was so yeah. unoriginal that they got to cease and desist, the dummies. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, and they've been wreaking havoc. And you know, you know, the, the the best business bureau, man, they uh they are very good at what they do, which is ruining my shows and winning matches. They they I think as a collective group, even over teams, they have the winningest record. Um, Mm -hmm. they just really know how to ruin a party. But, um, I I would be remiss to say that there isn't a level of in-ring respect between Darius Carter and myself. I know that I'm in the ring with someone who is, in my opinion, at the top of the list, the Mm -hmm. most underrated professional wrestler in independent wrestling. Mm -hmm. I think that he, when the bell rings, his character aside, you know, he's a terrible human being, my God. But, um... (laughs) he can go. He is phenomenal. The, the way that he can manipulate joints, the way that he can inflict damage doing the most sadistic things that you wouldn't think of and his ability to find the way to win separates him from a lot of people. And I think that he is, he is, is someone that is just waiting to become an asset to anyone's professional wrestling company. That being said, Imagine me saying I quit to him. Like it's hard just, to picture. I just if I listen, remember, you know, there was like six of them applying this like Dragon Ball Z yep. fusion ha figure four yep. leg lock <laughs> on me. And I didn't quit. I passed out. So right. um he, you know, and I think that I did not make this match. Commissioner Faye Jackson made this match. Yeah. Um, and uh I think it's because every single match we've had has not had a definitive uh, finish. Mm. You know, at Paris' bumping, Faye got involved. At the Sanjo Cup, he is it a dispute if he kicked out before three or he kicked out right after three. I don't know. I don't know how to rewind the tape. Mm. Um, and then at Paris' bumping, he cheated to win. I mean, they came up with this scheme to basically handcuff everyone on my team and mm. you're trying to save someone, and then he low blows me while the referee's back is turned. There hasn't been a definitive finish to any of our matches for the past two and a half years. Right. So this is the most definitive finish you're going to get. Someone has to utter the words, I quit. And as of this week, this match is also for the Paris is Bumping Grand Prize Championship. The uh, the very giant, taller than the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal Trophy um, that is the symbol of 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 what we're trying to do in wrestling, and I will not retire with that holding trophy.
0: Hmm. Bold words here, Billy. But you know, I should point out for anyone who is not super familiar with your work or your the either of uh, your bodies of work or chemistry that the two of you have. I liken it to, and I mean, not not in terms of what you're actually doing in the ring, but think of like a combination, the Young Bucks and FTR shouldn't work. Two completely different philosophies, personalities, opinions about the business, about the sport, but it works because they're so different. And I think that this is going to be, I'm predicting right now, I think this is going to be the best match of the series. I'm really looking forward to seeing it in person. Uh, if this is your last match, it'll be an honor to catch it in person.
2: Thank you. I, I I will say it's been a real pleasure that every match me and him have had has been nominated, mentioned, suggested as a match of the year on the independents. Um, iron sharpens iron. As much as there's hatred and heat, brother, you know, iron sharpens iron. He is phenomenal, and he has made me very, very uh better in the ring, for sure.
1: That's such a huge part of growing as a performer too, is um, having these different range of opponents per se, right? Like having to work with people who are less experienced than you, that forces you to step up and lead, but then also working with people that are just as good as you or even better than you to force you to step up your own game in a completely different way. So I'm very looking forward to that match. I think it's going to be phenomenal. I know that Darius just brings this intensity that's really hard to contend with, but you have so much heart and it really resonates on screen and in person. So it's, it's going to be one that's going to knock it out of the park for sure.
2: Well, okay. Now, you know, a little bit of pressure, great guys. Okay. Laying it on a little bit thick. Gotta, <laughs> no pressure. Really, uh, gotta really put on the old boots, you know, and tie them real tight, brother. Um, well, but know, I'm, really I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm really looking forward yeah, to this match. really looking forward Yeah.
1: And, and I'm a big um, advocate for building people around you up. I think that there's too many people that do not support people they should. Do not facilitate environments where people can grow and encourage people to be the best they can be. So whenever the opportunity presents itself for me, I always want to lift people up. And I know that you can have this amazing match, and it's going to be incredible. And hopefully, match of the year. Like I think you've got it in you. I know Darius is going to be tough, but you are going to pull that win off. You got to go out just, on top. I gotta go out
2: know top. I can get this last one done. As my is my win loss record. Highly questionable. Yes, (laughs) have I have I managed to have a great career losing more than I've won? Yes. Do I hate Darius Carter more than I hate my win loss record? Also, yes. So I am looking forward to being able to right the wrong, which is losing all the time, ending this with a W. Um, and I hope that we can deliver a match that is. Worthy of being a match of the year contender and match of the year winner. Plus, I'd like to mention that um, we do have stiff competition because the last I Quit match that was televised featuring Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair uh, for WWE was an incredible, incredible I Quit match with mm-hmm. a beautiful final sequence, which to me, that's going to be the frame of reference people will have subconsciously. So those ladies really set the bar so, so, so high. Um, But it'll be interesting to see what we do with our take-up and our equipment.
0: And if this, so I'm not going to ask you like, hey, would you reconsider? Will you come back at some point? Do you really think this is your last match? No one's ever done in wrestling, yada, yada, yada. But what I would like to ask is if this is it, if this is the last match you wrestle, if this is the last show you promote, what do you hope that your legacy has been and your your young career? Because you're you're ste- you're stepping away early, but you have made a dent.
2: Oh man, legacy talk, woof. Um, Sorry, <laughs> it's fine. Um, I uh, I've really had a hard time thinking about this because. I wish there were the words to describe the mental gymnastics professional wrestlers go through with with really being able to think about themselves in a way that isn't incredibly negative. Um, I have a hard time viewing my career in a positive light. You know, I can say I've accomplished X, Y, and Z but to really think about it and harp on it and really go there is a huge challenge, um, uh, which you know I'm in therapy of working that out. Um, but uh, I I don't know what my legacy is. I don't think I'm supposed to know. Um, all I can say is that like I do believe that when you enter something, you should try your best to leave it cleaner than you found it. I hope I've left this in my little corner, a little cleaner than I found it. And I hope that that can, that little spill of like pine saw makes its way into the mainstream and helps the mainstream really open up the doors. You know, I am friends with so many incredible professional wrestlers that are not getting the opportunities that they deserve. I myself have struggled greatly in the past year of really fighting my own demons, but also this wall that we're not allowed to talk about, which is like the, the, um, you're only allowed X amount of this to be, you know, the big companies tout a lot. If We're talking independence, even mainstream, the big companies tout like, their acceptance and they're this and they're that, but it's like, yeah, but only like this quota. And You can only go yay high. You know, you're here, but the top guys are here. Pay-wise, huge discrepancies we're dealing with. Um, uh, So legacy-wise, I just hope that I left wrestling a little bit cleaner than I found it. I hope that, you know, it's been a little easier for some people. And I'm just, I'm very fortunate. It's been a huge blessing to been able to do the things I've done and been able to make the the moments matches and history, uh, that I've been able to do. I'm very, very grateful. Despite the challenges that my career has had, I'm super grateful, super grateful.
0: I don't think there's any question that you've made an impression and left things better than you've found them. I mean, I can even speak to just like, a few years ago when, uh, after I think it was the 2019 PWI 500 dropped and I was just, I was just a lowly contributing writer back then, but you know, it was not a very representative list in terms of race, gender, sexuality, anything. It was just not a very inclusive list. It was a lot of straight white dudes. Now we still have, um, you know, I think a way to go like any other institutional wrestling product does in, in trying to be more representative of who's out there and really not just winning the matches, but like appealing to people. And I think that's really important. This, this influence and, you know, you're really doing and have done things that are positive for the broader community, for the LGBTQ community. And I think people feel more empowered by that. you know. I don't think it's an accident that uh, people such as yourself, and I mean, we could list off names of many others who are doing the work as well, um, have gotten out there and started doing their thing and running these shows. We've seen more people who enter the business who may have thought they didn't have an opportunity to do that before. People who are in the business who feel comfortable enough to come out finally. You know, that's a beautiful thing. And I think if nothing else, you've played a role in that and you should, you should feel good about that. And, you know, you may be what like a little bit remiss to do that, but, you know, it's okay. A L- little pat on the back.
2: Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe that comes in time for sure. Um, I'm just really proud that I was able to contribute my part. I mean i'm not alone and you know sometimes i get really uncomfortable i get really uncomfortable positive praise as you can see i do but, too, um, I understand yeah um, but uh, oh my god no. i'm so
1: sorry i must have been torturing you both this entire interview with no no it's it's great someone who's been kicked when they're down so many times for no apparent reason especially by people who should be supporting me I always jump at the the opportunity to give somebody a little belly rub if I can, because you never know what kind of day I mean, someone's having or where they've been.
2: I'm sorry. I, do this, I, I try to do the same thing. Like, you know, Kaya, what I feel about you. I think you're incredible. Um, but, you know, and your contributions to wrestling in the past two and a half years, like don't even get me started. You should be making heaps of money just for the work you've done that nobody will ever see. But, um, uh yeah, I'm not alone. You know, I don't want people to think that like LGBTQ plus wrestling is dying. Like I'm not Elvis. Like you know what I mean? Like, no, but um, and I'm not dying, you know. I'm just taking time for me. But, you know, uh, I'd be remiss to not mention Ali Catch, her contributions, uh Effie, his contributions, Peryl's contributions, MV Young's contributions, Dark contributions. Um, and uh there's a promotion in Texas that is an all-pride promotion thats a all pride promotion that has been around for a long time, that's finally kind of getting a little bit of traction going. I think they're called Pride Championship Wrestling. Um, the people who do the full queer shows in LA, um, they're, they, they've been around, they're doing their things. There's this weird Joan Jetson show that's doing a Pride show, and I just saw a poster for it, and I'm like, this is so weird, I love it. Um, and I, I do feel like the expansion of queer representation is growing. And, you know, and I am one of many, I am not one of one. Um, you know, I, I'm just lucky and privileged to have been a conduit to try to make things better. I, you know, I don't, I never wanted to be a pick me. That was just like, I am the cool gay guy that all the straights are comfortable with and forget all these other ones, you know, like if I can move up in this ladder, I'm going to pull the ladder down so that people can come up with.
0: I just want to explicitly mention too. I don't think I I got to it in my my rambling before but like you were one of the voices who was being critical of us when we were not being representative and I was like oh this Billy Dixon is right. <laughs> I need to listen yeah, to the people who are me. being cool. I'm an asshole. No, it's good. <laughs> it's a good thing because it's I mean it's improved not just in terms of representation, there's all these great wrestlers and performers out there who were not getting their just due, and now they're being covered in the magazine and our readers get to learn about that and they get to enjoy more great wrestling. Mm -hmm. And some of our readers who felt underrepresented before now feel more represented. It's, it's an awesome thing. And like you said, it's, it has been a communal effort and it's, it's a really, really cool thing.
2: Uh, You know um, when it comes to my career and things of that nature, I do definitely feel like, um, I kind of took on the task of being the one to call out what needed to be called out. And, 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 and that comes with great things that also, there's a price to pay when you are the one that says, Hey, this isn't right. You know, I've gotten the benefit. I could have benefited a whole lot more if I just didn't say anything, but you know, I, that's just not my character, you know? And I think the PWI in particular, like has really grown as a publication, like I think that there are readers out here that don't know that there's a wrestler that this may happen so, to be queer that they can identify with a lot more than maybe who they think they identify with the most. I think if, you look, if we look at Dark Sheik, for example, right? I think we, we're seeing that so many people think she's like the raddest person that ever lived. You know, that all they needed was just the exposure to her. And for her, I think she was waiting for the opportunity where she could just be her authentic self and not feel uncomfortable in a locker room. And I think that the marriage of those two things are great. You know, look at Candy Lee. Candy Lee is the most over person on Twitter. And she hasn't taken a bump in like two years. Like.
1: You know, and there's a lot of... I feel like that makes her exceptionally smarter than the majority of us as For well. For real, that's veteran wrestler stuff. <laughs> stuff. That's... I tweeted yesterday. The She's the greatest put, worker of all time. <laughs> I watch people put their bodies through literal hell on a regular basis. And, and like, people enjoy it. They're entertained. They get over. But then I see someone like Candy, who just has so much... She exudes so much charisma. And, and I hate to say does less like she is the queen of maximizing like she gets so much out of so little and I think we could all stand to learn a little something from candy in that aspect
2: absolutely i just really feel like there are like there are people in our community that are just like kill, killing it in a variety of ways and it's good to see and i'm really proud of a lot of people super proud of a lot of people
0: Billy, thank you again for this. This has been awesome. Um, Before we let you plug everything that you need to plug and want to plug, um, I mean, I'll just encourage that people go over to uh, shopiwtv.com. There are tickets available. Get that in here and then you can get it in again. Um, But Kaya, do you have any other questions for Billy before we part ways here?
1: No, I think I'm I'm good. I really appreciate you coming on today and giving us a little bit of background on Pride, um, Pride Vibe Weekend and the Cassandra Cup and how some of the tropes in Paris' bumping came to fruition. That was really interesting to learn the influences behind the categories and the aesthetic of the show. And I know that there will be people who listen that will appreciate that as well that just might not have been familiar with that part of the culture. So I appreciate you making that very digestible for us and sharing that information. Gave them
0: praise again. That's they well, don't now. know what to do with that.
1: <laughs> We're also used to being abused and treated like sh- in wrestling. Sure, don't know sure. What to do When someone's nice to us, <laughs> it's like, it's like, like yeah. culture shock almost. It's like, what? Just break oh, out of s-
2: hives out of compliment. <laughs> yeah. You look good today. What? What? <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, well let's let's get to it. Um, the listeners will uh, be able to stay tuned for another interview with uh, one of the performers we just mentioned but Billy, floors yours. plug anything you want.
2: Okay, there's quite a bit of plugging to do. Um, uh, follow for wrestling Vibe on Twitter and Instagram at pW that's p-w-v-i-b-e Bwvbe Vibe festival weekend the biggest LGBTQ Ashvagans in wrestling history takes place Friday, June 17th and 18th at the ritual Park KLC in northern New Jersey, 20 minutes outside of New York City. Bell time is 7 p.m., but the doors open at 6. Tickets are still available on shopiwtv.com, as well as tickets will be available at the door. Cassandra Puff is Friday night, featuring the first ever all-queer 30-person over-the-top rope Rumble match for the huge Cassandra Cup trophy. The winner gets an IWTV World Championship match. But if IWTV World Champion AC Mack wins the match, his words, not mine, nobody LGBTQ can challenge for the title as long as he's champion. So high stakes (laughs) in that match. That is
1: ludicrous. It's just what I would expect from AC Mack.
2: It, it's insane. We also have Edith Surreal and Trisha Dora going one-on-one for the first time ever. Oh, A door elimination match, which is going to be Mayhem. And two tag team championship match qualifying matches. With Gummy brower taking on the Kings of the District. And we have MSB taking on the Outfielders. And that's night one. Night two is Paris is bumping the craziest night of the wrestling calendar. We have... um. Trisha Dora taking on Devon Row. That's the first time ever. Bussy, Allie, Effie catch. Uh, Allie. I like Ketch that. That's
1: uh, F- yeah. versus I like
0: Effie They're Allie and Effie Catch.
2: Effie catch. Honestly, <laughs> cuter tag team name. That will not get gross Twitter search results, but whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I thought it was
0: buses. I thought they liked public transportation. I, I will make that joke every time I get a chance um
2: that, that. You could say something about transportation, and, transportation <laughs> and that nature sure um but uh but let's see effie and alley Cash versus ac mac and ashton star in a tag team match <laughs> trisha door versus demond Monroe. we have sahara seven versus ariella nix we have um the gray sweatpants scramble match featuring nine chaotic personalities trying to get one fall to the finish we have the house of atari versus the House of McQueen and a Survivor Series, excuse me, Slay Survivor Series uh, elimination tag team match, and the main event. It's all on the line. The biggest match of the weekend. We have Ida Surreal, Candy Lee, Mariah Moreno, Dark Sheik, all domination main event realness. The first ever all-trans women wrestling match in the main event in pro wrestling history. The main event of the weekend. The biggest match of the weekend. At Paris is bumping the Big Egg Universe explosion of performance art match, and there happens to be an I Quit match, which happens to be my final match, also. So um, be sure to check us out. We are streaming live both nights on IWTV. Use code Vibe uh, to sign up with us, and that's it.
0: Wow, that was that was a uh, Excalibur ask the amount of minutes. Excalibur
2: than Never. <laughs> I only took 23 breaths. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so good. So good. Um, again, thank you for that. There's and and just as one extra little push for that. So many of those names either haven't wrestled uh, in a while at all. Haven't wrestled on the East coast in a while. Some haven't wrestled. I think candy hasn't wrestled in the U S since 2019. So a lot of value for the ticket money there. And uh, if anyone can't tune in, I mean, can't attend in person. They can tune in and stream live on IWTV. Pretty cool.
2: Yep. Everybody can watch.
0: Awesome. All right. Thanks so much, Billy.
2: Good luck out there
0: against uh, (laughs) you-know-who.
2: Yes, Yes, good luck. Allie is giving me her knife. I'll do well.
1: You got it.
0: That was awesome. Um, I can't believe I'd never... I've been corresponding with Billy for couple of years more than that even now um but had never talked to him i'm like glad he bullied us
1: into that interview i'm glad he bullied us with That's his true. very non-threatening threatening request to I, be on the show
0: i can pull that <laughs> up that might actually be fun to, to read out loud now that the it interview was incredible can.
1: it was a work of art a um, real worker knows when to work <laughs>
0: <he> <laughs> said where is this Hello, Kevin of PWI, all caps. This is a formal threat to be on Indie Illustrated. Excuse me, request. <laughs> so happy to do that. It was really good talking to him. Um, and we got another interview, and we, we tried to set this up before she traveled across the Pacific to the U.S., um, but you know, just as happy to talk to her in our own time zone. And this is, I mean... What can we say about this person? We're going to get into a lot of stuff in this this interview. Uh, But Twitter's favorite wrestler, Candy Lee. Three years, Candy. You've been away for three years. Has something been going on? What 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 took you so long to come back? I don't know.
3: Pandemic.
0: Oh, that. Oh, I always forget about that thing.
1: Casual pandemic.
0: (laughs) So. New Zealand has been a lot more cautious, you know, for better or worse. Uh, And I mean, that's that's part of it. Um, I'm kind of glad you didn't come here a little earlier because it was a lot more dangerous (laughs) earlier in the pandemic. So that's a good thing. But how does it feel to be back? Because we're talking to you, you're already back in the States and and getting ready for this next round.
3: Um, It feels great because it's like it's winter back home. And I hate the cold. So I'm like, "Yay, yeah, it's summer here. And I so what's,
0: what's the colds, uh, <laughs> cold? Like what's what's winter weather like in New Zealand?
3: Um, like, well, our weather every day, especially the city that I live in, Auckland. And like you go through every season in like one minute because <laughs> you literally don't know what you're going to get. Like I could literally go outside and it's like sunny as. And then two minutes later, it's raining hardcore out of nowhere. Mm. So, you never Is know, it humid. It doesn't get really hot, but okay. like I don't know, what's how humid does it get here?
1: I mean, where I live, it's like being in a swamp in the summer. It's Yeah, awful. same
0: same for me. <laughs> so, it looks but, like right now it's um in <laughs> in Fahrenheit which we use, it's 56 degrees in Auckland right now. Uh so that's I. I don't know. For winter, that sounds pretty good. It gets pretty cold here in the winter.
3: Yeah, does it doesn't really get cold back home? Like the coldest we go is like probably like zero degrees. I don't know if that's got um cold or not.
0: That's that's well, that's the freezing point. So I mean, that's it's chilly, but it's
1: not. Yeah, like it's not. It's not, the, it's not pleasant. It's not the tundra. Right. When I was living in Iowa, it would be like negative twenty, and you just go outside, and you're like, I just hurt my body, just hurts you don't even go oh it's cold outside today you're just like ow pain my f- eyes hurt what is that <laughs>
0: kaya's giving me some editing work already in this episode. sorry
1: <laughs> very colorful <laughs> i'm a colorful witch
0: it's good it's good
1: but i'm so, glad that you're here stateside yeah and how long are you in the states
3: i mean for like i don't know three weeks four i i mostly came just to like i wanted a break from my country because i'm like i've been there for three years i was stuck there and I was just like, oh, I'm kind of over it. And because work was like, oh, you need to use your annual leave. And I'm, like, they've been bugging me about it for like years or the last three years. And I was like, well, where do you want me to go? I don't want to stay home. Like, that's so boring.
0: So, so that's you why you're back. You had, you had vacation time, do so you? have.
3: <laughs> yeah, because they were going to force me to take it. And I was like, you want to force me to stay home and do nothing. What the hell?
1: But does it just stop like accumulating at a certain point if you don't use it? Do they just cut you off?
3: Oh no, they keep it keeps like accumulating, but then they really don't want that for some reason, so they like because <laughs> you
1: just peace about. out for like a whole month and they can't do anything about it. I think
0: that is the idea, yeah. <laughs> um, although that's essentially what's happening here, so it'd be, it'd be like three months you're gonna <laughs> leave for, so we have this big match coming up uh the main i believe it's the main event of paris Bombay, but it's it's certainly one of the one of the main events um do you have anything else going on before we get into that any other matches or are you just here to enjoy yourself and see friends i mean and-
3: i'm am in the um cassandra cup thingy as oh well. yeah yeah you
0: know, oh okay that might be a scoop i don't know if all the the participants have been announced for that Oh no! Hello. There
3: was a fo- I, there was a photo, and like everyone in that photo is like in it, and I was like, oh my god, I don't know, okay. my big head was there the whole time.
0: So talk about these these events. What are you looking forward to the most out of? I mean, whether it's your matches or seeing people.
3: I think it's I'm I'm excited to finally meet people that I've only like ever interacted with over social media. But it's funny because I feel like I know a lot of them
0: already. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, personally, I'm going to the show. That's a, that's a big part of why. Uh, I, I met a few people but I mean the, the pandemic era was strange in that regard and then added to that you being uh, well it, was, it took you a day to get here right like how, how much time did you actually spend on airplanes
3: I don't know it was like long I did not <laughs> like it I hate I hate flying but out of flying or being on a boat I feel like being on a boat would like scare me a lot more even though I want to be on one
1: so that raises my very important question if you come out victorious in doll domination is billy getting you a boat?
3: i mean i would like hope he does i i (laughs) hope that if i win that i go outside and there's a big pirate ship waiting for me i'm like oh my god me and my big ass trophy are gonna go on this pirate ship
0: i was thinking i was always thinking it was like a yacht that you wanted or something you want a, a pirate ship
3: yeah, I want a pirate ship because it has like treasure boxes and it has a plank so you can make people walk off.
1: There's cannons.
3: <laughs> yeah, and cannons. You can
0: kill people, kind of. Oh, man. All right. So this is really already... I mean, even before we... So start much recording. breaking
1: news. It's not a yacht. It is, in fact, a pirate ship because I always assumed that you were talking about like a multi-million dollar yacht as well. But, right. you know, actually, I think a pirate ship would be much cooler. I feel like it was I... a pirate ship? Tons of people I, have
3: yachts. I feel like the yacht would be my um like lifeboat when you need to. Like...
0: <laughs> wow, that's high roller stuff.
3: I don't know if oh, yeah, ignore it, but I'll find a way.
0: So when is the last time you actually, I, I, I've I got to imagine it's tough because there's not as many shows running in, in New Zealand. Um, or there hasn't, there wasn't over the last few years. And, the, you know, ring rest is a thing is a thing, and all that. Is it ever tough for you when you have a long stretch where you don't wrestle to get back into the ring and do it again?
3: Um, yeah, I, fe- I feel like I get, like, anxious all over again. I'm, like, mm. anxious anyway, but I'm just like, oh, no, I feel like I forgot how to wrestle. <laughs> That's well, how I feel every show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you're always very, like, self-deprecating in that regard, and I think you're a little unfair to yourself, but... Um, I think the good thing is that you always uh, you followed up that up with like I don't need to <laughs> even wrestle people just people love me already um, and a lot of that is like this this presence that you've created for yourself on social media uh, the GIF war with Tony Deppin that uh, many of us have still not gotten over <laughs> and of course the not completing tweets which I got very close to hitting the mute button, Candy, a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> I think <laughs> weird that like.
3: People were so annoyed at me during the time I was doing it. But now that I've stopped, everyone's like, oh, I wish you could go back to that. That was so funny. And it's like, <laughs> I'm not going to go back to that. When you were one of the people that was messaging me, like, I want to do
1: <laughs> <this."> <laughs> Well, there's, so there's obviously, like, the athletic performance component of professional wrestling. But I think something that sometimes falls to the wayside is being this charismatic, large, charismatic, larger-than-life, Presence and truly entertaining the people. And that is something that not only are you phenomenal and incredible to watch in the ring, but you entertain the people. And like that's such an important part of it and making people feel like they're part of this experience in that way. So give yourself some credit. You can self deprecate, but give yourself (laughs) some credit for entertaining the people.
3: No, I feel like with wrestling, I feel like because like so many of us could just be compared to each other. So standing out is like hard as is so I feel like I don't know once you find something that you like that makes you different from everyone else and separates you from the rest I feel like if you don't go all in on it then you're just going to be wrestler 101 wrestler 102 like and I feel like people get bored of that
0: yeah Uh, I mean you commit to the bet that's for sure (laughs) you did that (laughs) Um, you have your your poop tracker or whatever it is now (laughs)
1: places you poop what's it called poop map there's oh, yeah, a couple
3: it's called poop map i'm almost at a thousand poops i'm so excited i'm gonna buy me a cake in the shape of a poop emoji to celebrate
1: and and we are so honored that you will probably be dropping your 1000 poop in america
3: i mean I'm at <laughs> i don't know
1: how far off are you
3: <laughs> i'm at 931 so that's like what oh, no. oh, i believe
0: in you have a have, eat a lot of fiber <laughs>
3: Oh my god, I need to go eat some bad food and just like have full-on diarrhea for a day. And then I feel like I'd have like I wanna smash up 50 poops.
1: This is the uh <laughs> Swinging for the fences. She came this... out swinging on this one. For real.
0: <laughs> this is I don't I don't know if this term translates candy, but this, this is the bluest uh episode <laughs> of this show so far. Meaning like the the like um uh, uh... Uh, not a, not suitable for families. <laughs> not PG-13.
1: Is there like an award badge you can get in Poop Map if you poop in every country? Or like if you poop in different states, like if you can hit all 50 states? Because you could like benchmark, right? And like try to meet these poop goals, poop achievements.
3: I mean, I got a, um, a poop um, badge for um, pooping in five countries.
0: We're really sticking <laughs> with this poop conversation. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, it's very interesting to me. Like I've heard of the existence of it, but as someone who's more well traveled than myself, I was just wondering if there were awards for um, hitting different countries and different continents. They,
3: they have a um, year in review and October was my busiest month last year. Why was that? I have no idea. I was like, I'm so eating like really bad that month
1: the end of the fiscal year you got to get it all in before taxes hit.
3: i was just like why do i have a year in review and why was october so so much like what was going on
1: (laughs) well i will assure you that if you do poop in ridgefield park their bathroom has soap and paper towels which is very uncommon in american independent wrestling venues so you will be set up in the lap of luxury
3: Wait, what do they have? Is it, wet why? They
1: actually, there's like a joke, like, so a lot of the American independent wrestling venues, like, will have the crappiest bathroom, no pun intended, you've ever seen in your life. But this bathroom actually has like soap and towels and air fresheners. It's very posh for being an independent wrestling venue bathroom.
3: Oh my God,
0: I'm excited.
1: <laughs> it's so exciting.
0: That's another reason to travel. I, I like this app as kind of like, there's like the untapped app which you can uh, like check in with different beers and you get badges and things. And then here this one is. I mean, is this just like is this also like a health thing? Is it like, oh hey, I can like keep track of like how I'm I'm doing like I ate this and then I pooped and then blah blah blah.
3: <laughs> like, I don't know. I feel like it's good to see if you're regular or not. You can yeah. They're like, oh look, I'd be I'm shitting five times a day. Is that normal? <laughs>
0: that's that's probably too much. Yeah. <laughs> although maybe maybe not uh as abnormal when you're traveling i mean that's i really uh don't envy that you had to uh suffer through that long flight cuz that's not that's not fun um did you have any bring anything good to read did you do anything fun on the flight
3: um i watched all 3 Cheetah girls
0: <laughs> okay
1: that's a oh my good gosh, i to- haven't seen those movies since i was a little little girl but they were the coolest i mean i still love cheetah print i put cheetah print in my gear to this day because i just love it so much i have a giant cheetah fur coat that i wore for great crew once it was great
0: we have we should probably talk about <laughs> the actual shows <laughs> a little bit <laughs> and you are facing three i mean you've got well, the rumble we, we're not sure who you're going to be in there with because that's coming out one at a time um but you've got three opponents who i believe you've never faced before correct at i've never
3: so i'm excited yeah and there's like four of us so i'm like oh my god i can like do the bare minimum no i'm kidding (laughs) they're gonna carry me oh my god i can't wait they carry me to a victory
0: i mean i think they're all going to be trying to win that's like uh that's part of it but but it is, uh, one thing where you don't have to, uh, I guess you can go take a nap in the corner or something like that. If you're still feeling that, hopefully you won't be feeling the jet lag by then. I mean, that's, that's another week away from when we're, we're talking here. <laughs> that's gotta be uh, tough to contend with too.
3: Oh yeah. All I've been doing is just sleeping. Mm. And it's so prioritizing
1: hard. sleep is so important though. I don't I'm think people, sleeping. it's mm. so good. It's good for, it's good for you in general, but it's also like good for your skin and stuff. Like. You know, drink water and sleep. Get your rest. Wrestlers are
3: terrible about getting sleep. Mm. I know. Some of them, like, are on Twitter 24-7. And I'm like, does this bitch motherfucking sleep?
0: Like, (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) So I think let's talk a little bit about um, wrestling in New Zealand, too. Because I I think that's something that doesn't get a lot of coverage over here. And, um, you know, PWI is not always the best about that either. And we're trying to get better. But is there anybody aside from yourself down there that we should be watching out for that is really impressive for whatever reason.
3: Um, I feel like you guys already follow him though. Like Jamie.
0: Second like CSA. Yeah. he He's uh, he was our one to watch. I think a uh, couple of issues ago. I, I don't think I know. I'm just trying to remember which issue it was, um, but he was, yeah. Multiple championships. I think multiple promotions. And he was like undefeated for the longest time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. I I don't know. I don't really because, like, I don't, I hate wrestling drama, so, like, I try to, like, stay away from wrestling drama and, like, much, like, wrestling drama that happens in the indie scene in other countries, I, New Zealand has its own and I just don't like to be a part of it, so I don't really, I just, like, literally go to shows to see my friends, wrestle, do my thing and then go about my life. I don't, I don't know.
0: There's a lot of um, talented people there, like, but if you start listing them and you forget somebody, you might also hurt some feelings. So. Yeah, I don't like. I, I, I this question always feels like
3: it's a no-win. That's like yeah, like you get pulled on the spot, and I'm just like, I don't know. I don't want to list people, and then I forget someone, and then they're all like supplemental on social media. Which when it's like, oh, it's not a big deal.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: always yeah. I can relate to that when people ask me that. I'm always like, oh gosh, who do I say? And I always feel like I revert to like the same three people, but I always try to think of not only people that are talented but people that have been very good to me in wrestling so it's like if i only if i keep it to two or three people and i know there are people that have been good to me that most people perceive to be good people i'm always in the clear that, i'm just like, gonna start putting you over every time candy <laughs> every time someone asks
3: <laughs> Talk to I, feel, I like that question. i'm just like, i'm going no not putting me on the spot i feel like now i have to like
0: Go no through. no no no! you're good no no you're good you're also jet lagged, and and admittedly i kind of asked that question offhand i uh, trying to get as far as i could away from the poop app question so <laughs> <that's> not... <laughs> it's like what's what's not like that what what what's like pro wrestling and quote you know quotes um but yeah do say... you
1: have any other matches lined up stateside other than your matches at vibe weekend since you said, you mentioned you were going to be here for a couple of weeks. So I was just curious if you have some other imposters coming down the
3: pike. It's funny because, like, people asking, me, are you going to go um, and, like, arrest I was like, mm, "What do I have to put up that cheesy, like, oh, uh, if you want to book me, but I was like, I, th- I can't be bothered, like. Right. right. The I but then again, I'm, I'm not, like, um, hard out fast because, like, I'm like, mm, I'm getting older. I don't want my back to get up.
1: I mean, that's totally reasonable. I think that there's a balance to be struck between like in-ring performance and also the entertainment aspect and finding that balance to preserve your career for as long as humanly possible.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Like, uh, like conserving like the, the bump card, they call it. Um, plus like, this is your time off from work. I mean, you've, you've. As you mentioned, been stuck for a while. I mean, is there anything else you're looking to do while you're here that's not wrestling, like uh, tourist stuff or, you know, seeing people that you haven't seen? Be a whore. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Blue Podcast again. I'm, <laughs> I'm here to
3: find. I mean,
1: you're hitting some good cities for that, right? If that's the goal. You're
3: in I'm hot gonna, Atlanta. I'm New here. Cities um, up the road. Find the Sugar Daddy. No, I'm kidding.
1: it's like the girl on tiktok who does all the tiktoks it's like i'm looking for my rich husband you're here looking for for your rich sugar daddy
0: it's a good plan
1: yeah i mean it's harder not harder
0: if i was here
3: longer then maybe i would like kind of want to like go like wrestle all over but then i'm like i don't know like a few weeks isn't that long and i feel like i I would hate like traveling from, from city to city like i know that sounds like oh my God, like who would say that? But I don't know.
0: Well, I mean, I get it. I hate
3: and, airplanes.
0: Sure. And then like, also you, uh, if you don't already have it booked, like then you have to like, what? Like juggle all these booking emails and texts and stuff just so you can go and have these shows and like, maybe it goes well and maybe it doesn't. Like if it's one thing, if you're already set up for this and you know what you're expecting, but like to go out and pursue it, I, I mean, you could just enjoy yourself. There's nothing wrong with
3: that. Yeah. And I pretty much was like thinking, like, I'd rather like go to like, um, like to wrestling trainings and like just learn from like a different point of view,
0: mm. like seminars and stuff like that.
3: Yeah. Like, cause it's probably a better point of view than New Zealand because New Zealand is really small and like not many people like have traveled and wrestled around and learned from like other people.
0: That's an interesting way of looking at it. So,
1: who's on your uh, list? Who would you like to train with and learn from while you're over here and you're Um, in the area you're in?
3: I don't know. Kelly Kelly's not from Atlanta, right?
1: (laughs) Fortunately, not. But you are in Jersey and you should definitely stop by Worldwide Dojo and learn from Cheeseburger because he is incredibly well traveled and an amazing coach.
3: Oh, yeah, that's where I wanted to go. when i was still with my eggs. but i don't know if i'm there for that long i feel mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm like there for like if i go on friday and then leave sunday kind of thing
1: oh okay that's fair the
3: longer i would definitely go yeah
1: yeah I mean, you got to come back at some point you know just another vacation another opportunity for the people to see you and be entertained you know, I kind of get that. I get not wanting to wrestle nonstop constantly because overexposure lowers your value, right? Like if, if people just see you all the time, they get burned out on you. But if you make your appearance a special occasion that everybody should worship, you get and more out like, of it.
3: I feel like um I don't know, because I feel like the um the way that I've made my like character and stuff, I'm just like, I feel like being a diva, I don't really have to
0: like do all of that. <laughs> That's what so, commoners do, not divas. Yeah, no, no, I get it. Um, I mean, we should do, we should talk about it. You mentioned Kelly Kelly. You mentioned the divas era. Um, like, there's this idea, and I and I think people are starting to like come around to it's not true, but that the divas era was like that there were no good workers or talent or performers or like whatever. That it was just people being trained to wrestle quickly and blah blah blah. But like, the truth is. That got a lot of people really engaged in wrestling who might not have otherwise been. Um, it sounds like, you know, maybe you were one of those people, but um yeah, I, I it, do you think it gets an unfair rap like this far out now that like you know, they sh- WWE shifted away from using that term and all that. Do you think like there's this unfair stigma on that era of wrestling?
3: Yeah, I totally do. Like, I don't know. I feel like I feel like some people like some people that like talk about it it comes across like it's like misogynistic yeah the way they talk about it because it's like obviously it wasn't up to them what they were doing back then it's like you have a man in control yep what these women were doing but i don't know i feel like it's kind of unfair but like that's just wrestling the whole community it's like like they're so like the way they gatekeep how people watch wrestling and what inspired people is, it's kind of weird to me. It's like, why are you dictating how a few people like were inspired or like what people liked about wrestling? Like, it doesn't affect you like really, but.
0: So. Yeah. I I mean, I think you, I think you summed it up really well. I mean, like the, the, they're definitely gatekeeping going on and it's like, you know the the actual performers really connected with people, and they worked their asses off. They were out there every night. They were taking bumps. They were connecting with the crowd. They were they were. And learning. I mean,
3: like the divas were over, like like oh, yeah. organically, and they were wrestling in heels, and a few of them were like learning how to wrestle like two hours before the show started. Like that's, that's hard, hard if you really break it down, because like like Terry Reynolds she said that she like had to learn how to wrestle like a few hours before the show started and I was just like that's like incredible like most people can't even like so incredible most people can't even do a headlock properly and they've been wrestling like years
1: (laughs) it's so incredible too when you consider like how much like courage it takes to step inside of a wrestling ring and perform and that is if you are Trained and have had adequate training and been training for years. You still, it's very nerve-wracking and it takes a lot of courage to do that. And you have these women who were just like, "Well, I'm going out there to do it. It's going to be what it is. And it's going to be awesome, and everybody's going to like it, and everybody's going to deal with it." And to me, to be able to go do something like that, to go, "Okay, I don't have the training everybody else has. I don't have the experience everybody else has, but I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do it, and I'm going to give it my all." That is definitely admirable because it's it's hard. And like I can't imagine like only getting two hours of training and someone being like, okay, now go out on TV and wrestle. Yeah. Like ah, what? Like oh, that's crazy. That's a very yeah. good point they, that you brought up.
3: They literally just get thrown into the deep end and they like mm-hmm. they they swim. Just went with it. Yeah. And they they were over. Like if you go watch wrestling from back then, like the divas were like over as how organically. I mean, that's because like most of the fans just were so into TNA back then, and wrestling wasn't as PC. But, but yeah, they were over.
0: And I, I thought you were talking about Impact for a second. Honestly, like I'm not even making a joke. <laughs> you said so into TNA. Oh yeah, <laughs> but you're no, but you're right. It's that it was a different attitude, and I and I think maybe uh, I don't know. I mean, the the reality is you still had these women that went out there and like really learned how to do it and some of them were very very good um in the ring just like from an objective uh standpoint and then uh, the ones who weren't more than made up for it with personality so who cares like it's yeah like i feel
3: like people like don't realize like like a lot of the um wrestlers these days they're like they could be as good as they are but they don't have like personality like Mm people from back then like the divas had like they all had individuality and their own characters and you could like pick them from like a lineup. But these days, like they don't focus on that as much. It's just about wrestling and it gets kind of boring after a while.
1: I think to have that tier of presence, you have to kind of be comfortable with who you are as a person before you can create this wrestling persona that is projected onto an audience. And if you don't know who you are as an individual human that exists every day, how are you going to fabricate a character and persona to portray to an audience when you have no idea who you are in general, like wrestling aside? So I think that a lot of people have never had to confront that question about themselves, mm-hmm. they, that, let alone in the scape of wrestling, then have to confront it again. You know, We're yeah. all lost.
3: I feel yeah. I feel like with some like indie wrestlers, they don't know what their character is. They literally it's just themselves. And I'm like, what if you're like I've, I'm like, that's cool that you yourself, but like yourself could be boring sometimes to people. And you don't like, and I'm like, I don't mean to like like <laughs> that sounds shady, but it's just like I'm like you're literally yourself, but like you're not entertaining, so you sure you must, you must be really boring in real life if this is you in wrestling as well.
0: So you're saying like a 450 splash is not a personality, right? Like, or whatever. (laughs) I mean, and recently, anyone can do a
3: 450 splash. No one knows what you can actually do and what you can't do. Sure. I I feel like it's the moments
1: people remember, right? Though, How many 450 splashes have the three of us seen in our wrestling careers? Versus Mm -hmm. like, what do we remember? Do we remember like the one time somebody did a really picture perfect 450 splash? Or do we remember like the divas and their segments and their promos and the moments that they would create with the fans at ringside or whatever. Like, what do you remember more of from a wrestling standpoint? In- I
3: feel like I remember moments. So like I would watch yes. a match and I'll remember like the little things that like, like with Shawn Michaels, like when he said, I love you before he kicked Ric Flair, a lot of people remember that no one's going to remember like if Shawn Michaels did 50 flips in that match
0: right yeah that's people walk
3: away taking away moments and what made them like oh my god this match is so like blah blah blah
0: it's cool when you can have both i mean i always think of like uh the bailey sasha banks match at take over brooklyn where bailey won the nxt i I literally
3: literally cried
0: i it was i i was in the building a lot of people were crying it was it was a a beautiful moment yeah it,
3: it was just so good i like it never like connected to a match more than that one because i don't really like men's wrestling (laughs) right
1: right i love to hear that you know how many times i hear men be like i don't really like women's wrestling i don't care for women's wrestling women's wrestling is really bad like i hear this all the time from guys it's it's refreshing to hear you say that because it's like yeah you know what let's flip the tables
3: no because like i hear that in locker room sometimes and i'm just like that's so fucking rude to like Say stuff like that, knowing that like you're sharing a locker room with women's wrestlers. Like, that's I don't know. Like, I feel like some people just don't have any proper um filters. Like, I don't think wrestlers think. I think it's the CTE. It's
1: gotta be.
0: It it certainly could be. Um, but what I'm saying with the Bailey and Sasha, so like the main thing is the story there, and that and what led up to it, and then how they pulled how they wrapped it up. But like, I remember the finish of that match very clearly. Was Bailey hit? Um, like a poison rana inverted, like I think it was off the top rope, and then the um belly to belly suplex or belly to belly, I always forget which order it's in. And like the moves looked great. But the reason I remember those moves is because it led to this heroic victory that Bailey had. So it was cool that there was like that awesome execution in there and and good wrestling, but it was ultimately it was because the two of them connected with each other the way they did and built that story. So I it's it's a good thing when that happens.
3: And Sasha was such a good heel. Oh, yeah. Her NXT heel run was so, so good.
0: Yeah, I thought one of the, I I mean, I'll say, I think it was my favorite part of the show at that point. And I mean, as, as great as a lot of the uh, main event men's programs were at that point, uh, yeah, Sasha's heel work and then carrying it over to the main roster. She didn't always necessarily get, uh, to the same levels with it she would you know almost get there and then lose or whatever but just the, the actual work's incredible
1: Well, every good hero needs a villain right isn't that how it goes
0: that's right yeah her and Bailey because like, they're like
3: close in real life so like mm-hmm. I feel like you have your like best emotions and matches with like your closest friends
0: have you noticed that in your own matches like is that I feel that
3: like a lot of my good friends, I like enjoyed wrestling them more because mm-hmm. I feel like you, like you already had that connection and that trust with them. And I feel like that, like if you hit them slightly hard by accident, they're not going to get too mad at you. <laughs> Cause I know how people can get sometimes if you like, sure. accidentally just hit them really hard, it's just like, Oh my God, it's an accident. But no a receipts coming. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Fair enough. All right. Well, I'm sure you want to go back to sleeping or I think I saw something about you trying to figure out a Nesca- Nespresso machine. <laughs> I don't even know what a
3: Nespresso machine <laughs> is. And I'm just like, there's no kettle.
0: kettle. Like. Yeah, it is weird. I don't think I could do anything.
1: I just stayed in a hotel with one recently and it, it took me like 15 minutes to figure it out. <laughs> like, I was like, what is this like? witchcraft that eve and i a witch do not understand <laughs> it was it was something i was i was definitely intimidated by the nespresso machine at the canopy for sure <laughs> that was a new experience for me too
3: i'm gonna youtube it if not i'm just gonna like uber eats coffee <laughs> I you should know. just
1: you, do it all make it all a tiktok and and earn your earn your money for the day <laughs> marketing <laughs>
0: that's awesome well I, candy i know a lot of people are really looking forward to seeing you compete in person because it's, it's been so long some people have never gotten the chance i haven't um i'm
3: scared i'm gonna suck so much
0: <laughs> yeah there's got to be some pressure that was kind of where i was going with that but you're going to be okay like because everyone's going to be in your quarter and everybody's going to be like hey remember when candy messed up that move or something like that like nobody's thinking like that at this show i don't think I'll just,
3: be take, I'll just take a, a big, a big old dump in the middle of the ring, and that's no that. one to <laughs> forget.
0: There's good and bad, won't, unforgettable <laughs> moments. I think, <laughs> and I'm, I just, I'm as someone who's going to be in that building. I hope you don't follow through on that. So, <laughs> is there anything you want to promote apart from your appearances? Oh, you can just
3: follow me on Twitter and Instagram. And if you're feeling very generous, you can um do, um put send me money towards buying me a boat. <laughs> yeah, you gotta get your pirate ship. Yeah, do you
1: uh, do you have the tip feature activated on Twitter? They can leave you tips.
3: I, my country doesn't do that, so like, really? We, yeah, we don't have that. Give a
1: weird. cash tag
3: because we don't really have cash apps in New Zealand. How do we, we
1: give you boat money?
3: We only have PayPal or like you can oh, just. Okay. Yeah. Secretly put it in the envelope, and you can give it to me at the
0: show. <laughs> Did, didn't you get rid of checks too? Aren't checks no longer a thing? I was told we, that,
3: that we rarely do checks.
0: Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought they were just being completely phased out. Maybe it's specific banks are doing. But
3: that. I find out where that um America doesn't do bank transfers.
0: <sighs> yeah, those are pretty re- like you really have to go extra steps to set those up. Like you can you can have it like. I feel like I've paid bills that way, that kind of thing. But it's it's, literally, it's hard
3: when when you like have to like owe your friends back if they like pay mm-hmm. for dinner. We literally can just get their bank account and just send their money. But I heard you guys can't do it
0: here. No, but we have the Venmo and the uh, uh, Cash App and all that stuff. It kind of takes the place of it, I guess. But then there are small, tiny little fees that are attached to that. So. You know, when someone just loses get a someone tip
1: is. jar, like seriously, just get one of those buckets they put beer in and write tips for both. Put it on the, the post. I'll oh, do that. my home, Throw money in out. it during your match. Like that's I what I, would I
3: do. Do that. Come out with like a tip jar during, yeah. My, just leave it there. If and
1: you I'll get stop. the bucket, you can hang it over the post, and like then you're claiming your corner, so it's it's part of the match, and then like the fans can just put the money in there during your match.
3: Oh my gosh! But then oh, imagine someone steals my tip jar. I'd be, like, so upset. Then yeah, it turns into a
1: it. shoot. <laughs> yeah, then it turns into a shoot, and you just beat them <laughs> with the tip jar. So,
0: the... I Before I forget, your Instagram, actually, did you... you completely <laughs> lost your old one, right? So, like, if you want to... What's your new handle?
3: at Lay atleybarbie777. My old one got deleted. I do not know what Instagram is up to, but... Okay. <sighs> I have to start again.
0: Yeah, because there's some people who are maybe going to be listening who didn't know what happened to your Instagram and don't know that you didn't, that you had the new one. I think I eventually saw one of your tweets about it and went and refollowed you, but it was, yeah, that, that's rough. How many followers did you have before you lost it? I just got like
3: um 13K followers and I was like, oh my God, I can finally do that swipe up features. So right. Share- oh, that sucks. So I can well. share random videos from YouTube about dogs. <laughs> Sounds good. But now I can't, and I'm just like... Ugh. But well, apparently it's been happening to a lot of people. Really? Because I think it. Facebook owns Instagram, and we know how Facebook is.
0: Yeah, well, that's a whole other podcast, I think. <laughs> people can follow you on uh, Twitter and Instagram. We'll, we'll get that set up. We'll maybe have their a uh, physical tip bucket <laughs> for <laughs> your boat fund.
1: Yes. Boat fund, just write that on the bucket. I'm telling you, like, people throw money at lucha shows. How is this any different, right? You're stra- just trying 100%. to get a boat. You're just trying to get a boat.
3: Oh my god, I'm literally gonna do that. Watch this <laughs> next weekend at the Cassandra Cup and Pip. It's, this is gonna be a big bucket and it's gonna say boat fund.
1: Yeah, make sure you get it on the hard cam too. You should put like your PayPal on the bucket so when you show it to the hard cam, fans at home can donate to your boat fund.
3: Oh my God. Imagine I
0: keep,
3: Oh my God. I crowdfund me a boat. I'm just going to be so iconic.
0: That was a, that was a fun one, Kaya. That, that, some things I didn't think we'd ever talk about on this show. <laughs> well, about
1: um, You know, you never know what you're going to get with Candy, but I think that's part of the appeal is that she's just such an incredible human being with so many sides to her. And one of the things that I've always appreciated about Candy is she is the embodiment of a diva. She's it's, it's her way. She does not care what other people think about her being a diva. She's a diva through and through. She has diva expectations. And I truly believe that one day she will have her vote.
0: I think so. I hope so. Uh, hopefully that tip bucket is a reality. <laughs> and, and honestly, uh, just really keeping me on my toes there. I mean, I, I tried to ask about wrestling. It's like, I, I don't need to wrestle. I'm just. <laughs> I'm
1: no. She's I a diva. Know. Why? We should, we should be honored to be in her presence. Like and the wrestling is just a bonus.
0: Absolutely. And it was, it was, it was an honor. So, all right. Well, that does it for this episode. Pride and vibe festival tickets still on sale at IWTV.live, Live uh, streaming live on IWTV. So if you can't be there in person, you can, you can watch it. And you know, that sends a message when uh, a show gets, uh, does large numbers, just like any other format on TV and streaming, whatever. It uh, lets the people in charge know that more people want to see stuff like this. So definitely worth your time. Kaya, anything you want to plug before we wrap up today?
1: Just the usual. I mean, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, I guess. Uh I have a TikTok. I'm not super great at it. There's a Patreon. The handle for all of these platforms is at Kaya M C K. So K-A-I-A-M-C-K. I will be on the road just um just hitting a couple of shows up this summer before I really hopefully hunker down and start getting back into the ring so I can make a return. If you guys see me in my travels, I will definitely be at the GCW Providence show. I will be on the 4th of July GCW loop as well. And I'm trying to get to SummerSlam. I'm trying to make it happen. I don't know. I'm trying to like wash everything through this one credit card to maybe get a free flight because I don't know about y'all, but These flights to Nashville are no joke right now.
0: (laughs) Flights anywhere, they're terrible.
1: You know, it's something to really think about though, because as independent wrestlers, like you, you're, especially when you're first starting out, like whatever pay you get is typically to put gas in your car. And it's like this mentality comes from when gas was like, okay, $2 a gallon, $2.50 a gallon. And that has now doubled. So it's like the expense that you're putting out just to get to the shows has doubled in the past couple of months. So it's like even more money and commitment from wrestlers than before. And they're probably like, I mean, hopefully your your pay is getting um, adjusted as well, but maybe it's not in some cases. So it's, it's a very interesting climate, right? To figure out how you're going to get around to all these shows and make all these appearances and even get to your bookings when factoring in that new cost.
0: Well, there it is. Uh,
1: yeah, the struggles of independent wrestlers.
0: Support independent wrestling. Yeah. Throw money in the tip jar. Help your favorite. Watch wrestler. on IWTV. Help your favorite independent wrestler get a boat.
1: Yes, I would love to travel in a boat. A pirate boat, specifically.